Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. everyone, welcome back to Right on Track. Joining me today is Gino Javert. Hey, Gino. Hey, Demi. How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Well, other than this Louisiana heat, I think we're all good. We're creative. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're recording this for everyone listening at the beginning of September, and it's ridiculously hot still. Like, in Pittsburgh, too, I was just outside before I came in to record this, and it's ridiculously hot. I need the fall weather. Well, the beautiful thing about this is we're on a downslope. You know, once football starts, the weather starts changing, and, you know, we can go back to living normal lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited you're joining me today because we are going to be chatting all about independent artists, making a difference in the music industry, and much more. But before we dive into our chat, can you share with the listeners a little about yourself and your musical journey so far? Well, um, I'll try to make this brief, but, um, you know, I've always had a passion for music since I was a kid, and I never realized that at the time, but as a kid, I used to always change the words of songs that everybody knew, and they would create correct me all the time. That's not how the song goes. I know, I know, but that's just the way I I made it, you know? And (laughs) so later on, in in hindsight, I look back at that and say, wow, I was writing back then and didn't realize it. (laughs) But, but, you know, then after that, you know, once I started sitting down at a piano or a keyboard and started teaching myself how to play, it just, it came to me. I knew I had a passion for, for music and, you know, I think we all have mentors, people that we extrapolate uh, a sense of their style somewhat. And, um, you know, it gets us in there. And hell, I even did like some musicians where I took a break for many years and stepped away from it, whether it was because I let it, you know, uh, someone distract me away from it or whatever. Consequently, I still came back to it because it's hard to leave it for good, you know. And here I am kind of like on on another path, so to speak. So for the last three and a half, four years, I've I've gotten back to playing and knocking the rust off and writing again. And, you know, it's taken a whole new twist and turn this go around. Awesome. So what would you say some of your favorite highlights have been so far? Ooh, I've got several of them, really. I like mentoring people. Like I, I like sharing what I know about the business and watching some young person be able to use that to their advantage to where they're not taking prey to the industry um, because there's so many sharks out there and, you know, teach them how to protect themselves, whether it's through copyright or PRO or, you know, any other aspect that can be beneficial to them. Collaborate with as many artists as you can, because it's like pulling a different crayon out of the, you know, crayon box, you know, and those are all things that help, um, really season you just no different than a chef you know you start experimenting with more foods and more flavors then you know you you can do more perfect i love that so let's transition into our quote so can you read that sure it says uh you know when you believe in what you're doing and you use your imagination and initiative you can make a difference and that's from uh, samuel dash so through the lens of being an independent artist what does this mean to you Oh, well, it's basically like my M.O. because (laughs) it it starts by writing. 
But, you know, writing a song is just like the first step. It's like waking up with a dream or, um, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be in music. But when people have these ideas and they say, you know what, I'm going to go do that. And they feel passionate about it. If they just think about it and they don't put the action behind it, there's no initiative. So it's just a dream. But when they put that action behind it, the initiative, then it becomes a vision. And that vision is what generally propels something to greater things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I really like this quote because we're seeing both aspects mentioned that are super important, the imagination and the initiative. With the imagination, it's really important because as songwriters and as independent artists especially, we're always having to be creative and try new things, experiment, explore. And I think especially in an industry that is super oversaturated and difficult at times, the imagination and being able to hold on to our imaginations and find new ways of doing things and expanding who we are as songwriters and artists and putting ourselves out there in various ways is really important. And exactly like you said with the initiative, it's taking the steps and actually putting in the work, taking action. Because I honestly think like with anything creative, there are so many people who do it as a hobby, whether that's like music or painting, any kind of art form, which is totally fine. Like if you love music or another art as a hobby, that's perfect. But if you want to make that a bigger part of your life and hopefully a career for you, then you definitely need to take action. Just sitting around and having a dream isn't going to get you anywhere. Yeah, it's so funny. I have a good friend of mine in Atlanta that he's a painter by trade, and so am I. I also have a paint business. So the, the analogy there is is so profound in, in a sense because uh, my buddy, he just uh, got commissioned as an artist to um, – now, he went from painting houses to painting canvases, you know, and um, but he just had his first commission works put out there and um, had a great showing. And, and his work's unbelievable, you know, but he says the same about me. So – we joke with each other. Can I have your autograph? Can I have your autograph? Sure, sure. You know, but, <laughs> Love it. but the fun thing about it is, is, you know, certain people are, are meant to be led what to do and others go out and they lead their own, you know, they blaze their own trail. And, you know, a lot of us all hear self-doubt from within and from without, but it's how you deal with that and overcome it that kind of determines what level of success you experience in any field. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's really important to look at quality these days more than ever, because a really great thing about music today is it's really easy for anybody with a passion for music to create music and share it. So it's really easy to do that. It's really accessible to everybody now. But the challenge that comes along with that is, like I said a little bit ago, about the industry being super saturated. And so it's really important to stand out in a big way to do that is focus on quality and as independent artists like this is something that can be difficult financially because we're not backed by a label we have to pay for our production and our photos and everything that we do and so we're putting our own money into this in order to get the quality that we need because we're up against mainstream artists that have 
millions of dollars behind them with their music and their marketing. And so in order to stand up to that and be noticed in an industry that is difficult to break into, having music that's good quality and artwork that's good quality, a quality website and pictures and videos and everything like that is absolutely essential. Yeah, and, and you know, it almost seems too daunting at first, but in, in a sense, it just depends on how, uh, you know, how strong is your commitment to believe in yourself? That's really what it all boils down to. So if you throw it out on Facebook and say, oh, well, it didn't go viral overnight, I guess I'm not that good of an artist. No, it just, you got to push, 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 you know? Yeah, self-belief, I think it's extremely important because especially when I started out, I had friends and family who believed in me. But other than that, it was me basically shouting into a void, trying to get people to listen to my music and play me and interview me and it wasn't getting anywhere. So it took a little bit of time before I started to get somewhere. So it's definitely it's something that you need to believe in yourself and keep being persistent because it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly, exactly. Anybody that says it does, they're lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have seen those things where someone will post a video and it'll go viral and then they're famous, but that's extremely rare. And 99% of us, that's not how this works. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But, you know, once again, you know, 10 people could open up a, well, you talk about the saturation. So this is a perfect um, segue here. 100,000 plus songs are, are uploaded daily on Spotify. The average listener has no idea that that's the type of saturation you're dealing with. I don't think 100,000 restaurants are opening up on a daily basis. No. So, <laughs> you know, it's so much more competitive in that sense that you got to somehow weave your way through all that, you know? Absolutely. So, with all this saturation, what are some tips and tricks that you have to help get seen more when you're releasing music? Well, yeah, uh, look at it this way. Like, if, if you were a fisherman, I use analogies as my way of conveying messages. It. And if you're a fisherman and you go to the same pond and you're never catching anything, you'd be a fool to keep going back to that same pond, right? Yeah. So same with music. So there's so many platforms out there. Concentrate on one or two platforms at first. And there are different resources you can utilize to start getting on people's playlists or, you know, YouTube to maybe go on uh, in inline ads, things like that, to where people are now hearing your stuff. But, you know, you it, it, very few people have the budget like the majors to put a million plus dollars behind their music through marketing. So you, you, you build a budget, know what you can spend and you, you constantly work that one or two platforms. Now, when they start getting built up, then maybe you may want to go to looking at an indie label because then they can get you more radio play. So that that's the method that I would best, um, you know, describe to people to start out with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's really difficult is that there are so many independent artists who have more resources than others. So if you're financially stable and you can drop thousands and thousands of dollars on music videos and publicists, then you're definitely in a better position. But for a lot of us, that's not possible. And so that's why it's a little frustrating as an independent artist, because I know like both of us, like listening to our music and some of my friends too, 
you listen and think like, gosh, this is like top quality, like up there with mainstream music. Like the quality of music is there. It's just we don't have the resources necessarily to get it there. And what's difficult is that I feel like it's more important than ever for independent artists to support each other and all of that. But still, it's a situation where there's not equality from independent artists and independent artists because financial situations are different um there's different connections maybe somebody has a connection in the more mainstream area that's helping to get them more opportunities and so that's why i always tell people it's really important to keep this in mind because we live in a day and age where statistics are starting to dictate the value of something so if you go on someone's spotify and they don't have many streams well that's seen as their music is bad compared to somebody with thousands and thousands of streams where that's not necessarily the case because there's a lot of people who pay for play and you know pay for people to put their music on playlists and to get those numbers up when those of us who aren't doing illegal playlist placement and things like that just to get numbers are seen as our music isn't as good when that's not the case so that's definitely a part of the situation well and and take that even a step further is i listen to a song i don't care if you have one stream or 60 billion streams If it sounds good to me, I'm going to listen to it. But I'm a minority. I know that because most people tend to go by, well, yeah, if it has a big number, it's good. Oh, yeah, I like this. But I just don't think that way. You know, but unfortunately, our society has been conditioned that way. And majority of people follow the group, you know. Right. Exactly. But it's definitely like being part of a major like marketing thing and what people look for, too, which is like I will get press releases for the show and publicists and promoters will include like stream counts and stuff from press releases and it's like okay yes that's good to know but can I you know hear the song and judge for myself you know so people are using streams but then it's like how authentic are those streams so that's something that we always have to keep in mind so going off of this I think reputation is extremely important because as independent artists are trying to make a difference in the industry and get seen you want to have a good reputation so if you're just starting out and you're known as somebody who is buying streams and doing things that aren't ethical you're going to have some red flags and on the other side of this it's just like being a good person and building a good online presence being polite to people giving back because again there are a lot of artists who are making things about them all the time and posting all their stuff and not really supporting people or being disrespectful to people online like I've definitely seen stuff that I would read and be like I would never even say something like that online to somebody else. So it's just like being really thoughtful about like everything you're saying and doing to make sure you're painting yourself in the best light because you never know who could possibly be watching you. Yeah. And and it's like, so what I've done is I've taken several indie artists that, you know, I kind of like them as people as far as the, what, what they seem to represent, you know, on a daily basis, you see enough of their content and you're like, okay, yeah, that's the type of person I could hang out with. But that doesn't fall for everybody. But those are the people that I begin to forge those relationships with that, you know, for example, there's been some tour talks and things like that. And doors are opening in that sense. So 
um, that's what you have to do. You know, even if you go on and put on a show and it's got four different indie artists and they all have, you know, at, at least several tracks out or an album or whatever, and the music's good and it's kind of similar to your vibe or whatever, then you're, you're going to get somewhere by doing that versus maybe trying to go out there and open all those doors exclusively by yourself. Right, exactly. And you mentioned relationships, and I think that's really important because the music industry is basically built off of relationships and who you know. And so that's why I think as we're trying to put ourselves out there and sharing our music, making connections with others, especially other independent artists, it's so important because you never know who you're friends with could you know go on to do something amazing and if you're in their circle then that could possibly get you opportunities as well because I know for me like the independent artists that I'm friends with like we constantly are supporting each other and you know this show is a big way of me supporting other people and giving others a platform so just finding other ways to support people instead of making it all about you all the time is definitely something we all should mm -hmm. be doing yeah and and it's funny you can kind of after you've been in this circuit for a little while you see who those team players are absolutely. versus the, just the just me crowd you know yeah absolutely for sure so we talked about a lot of the struggles that independent artists face but all of us are out here doing amazing things and making a difference in our small ways. So what are some of the amazing ways you think that independent artists are contributing to the music industry? The, uh, my first and foremost, I'd say because as any artist, they remain a hundred percent ownership of their own creative works. They're more authentic. So therefore I feel like there's more feeling behind a lot of the indie artists Whereas so much as the what's pushed out there is the mainstream and they're all big record label uh, groups, they're they're basically uh, I call it cookie cutter music and it just doesn't have the same feeling. And I think that's why certain eras or decades of music is still so prominent today, like the 80s and stuff like that. There was a lot of feeling you know, or even the 70s, you know, um, so. I think there's a truer sense to the art and the craft in itself, by itself, from indie artists as a whole because of that alone. Absolutely. That's definitely mine as well. Authenticity for me is number one. Absolutely. I'm always authentic. And I completely agree with you about the feelings because... I personally write songs that they're commercial with their production, but I'm exploring some topics that maybe won't be suitable for a mainstream radio just because of what they are trying to put out. Like you said, this cookie cutter sound and oftentimes like listening to mainstream radio, it's like you hear multiple songs back to back that are all kind of about the same topic and have the same kind of messages behind them. But with independent artists, we're able to talk about things that are authentic to us and don't really have any kind of restriction of somebody trying to dictate whether that's commercial or marketable or not. Because what I always believe too is if we truly feel and believe something or are living something we're trying to share or tell our story, if we're in that space and we're speaking from a place of authenticity and sharing deep emotion that's vulnerable and 
genuine, then there are listeners out there who need those songs because we're not the only ones in the world feeling and experiencing these things. So in a way, I think that the independent artist community has a wider reach with like the topics and exploration that people can connect to more than a mainstream artist because of how it's focused so much on the marketing and targeted audience. Yeah. And, you know, I, like I, I did a song called Time for a Change and where some songs have one backstory, this one probably has like four backstories. But the, the reason why that is, is because in your life and just like the listeners of your podcast and their lives, we all go through different things at different times in our lives. Right. But when it comes to changing who we are as people individually, um, when we make those breakthroughs and change for the better to become a better version of ourselves, um, you know, it's like an epiphany happens, something happened, and then we start doing something different and we feel better about ourselves, especially if it means, you know, if I'm a better version of me, I can be a better help to you, that kind of thing, you know. But like that song right there is probably my most prized song that most people love. But the funny story about it is the day before I went to record it, my vocals were shot and I was like scared because I paid for studio time and it's like, Oh no, what's going to happen. So I called my producer and I said, look, this is the deal. And as soon as I got a confirmation that, Hey, we could still run everything else. And if I have to come back some other time to lay vocals, that's fine and dandy. Then I didn't feel no more pressure. Well, <laughs> when I went in to do the song, I did some home remedies and I did some crazy stuff, but it worked. Right. And when I went in, I didn't even try warming up my vocals or anything. I just went right into a scratch vocal that ended up being the lead vocal because the drummer says, that doesn't sound like a scratch vocal to me. You're like, <laughs> I think you're right. I think we're going to run with that one. No more no more takes. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I was so scared because I had had allergy, you know, the whole week prior to that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's literally the worst. Yeah, I uh, I had a session once. Um, I always like not always, but I've had many sessions where I got like sick like right before, and I had one pretty recently. But I ended up going, and it was like perfectly fine. I think honestly, like we stress ourselves out to the point we make ourselves sick before sessions, which is wild. <laughs> but no, that's amazing. But I, then again, like you gave yourself the freedom in that to say, okay, I'm gonna do this. If it's bad, I can go back and do it again. Where. I feel like I'm obviously not a mainstream artist. I can't really speak for them, but I, I'm guessing that there's less of a flexibility to it where you got to do it on this day with this time, these musicians, this producer, this, that, like people are organizing those things for you. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen, you know, recently, I believe it was Billie Eilish, like very recently was extremely sick at a concert i think in paris do not hold me to this because i could be wrong but i think okay. she was recently supposed to be playing at a show in paris and she made this whole post saying that she was like extremely sick and that she said something like even if i was basically dying i'd still perform for you guys that's the world that these artists are being forced to live in now that right. if you're so sick to the point where you're just so drained and ill but you're still being forced to play at a concert I feel like there's like humanity lacking a little bit and like the way that artists and just like just seeing artists releasing music and performing they're being not objectified but like and they're being seen as like a product and as like something we can you know uh 
share with people and sell to people. And I feel like a lot of the times it's being forgotten that these are normal human beings who deal with things as well. And so like after she posted that, and she's not the only one, I've seen other things too, where like artists were still performing when they were sick and that um, Halsey too, she wanted to release a song that I believe, again, I, this is what I saw, this is a while ago, but I believe what happened was she released a song or she wanted to release a song but her label wouldn't let her do it because it didn't get a certain amount of views on TikTok yet so like they wouldn't let her do it it's those are the kind of restrictions and things that artists are dealing with that yes I would love to be a huge artist so my so my music is heard by millions and millions of people but at the same time like I don't want to have to be forced to perform if I'm extremely sick and I don't want people trying to hold me back from releasing a song because it's not hitting a certain standard that the label thinks it's all these things that these artists are facing well I call I call it an unfair um, paradigm of expectation so for example a football coach could go eight and eight still keep his job right so that means he won half of his games but an artist has to be perfect all the time. You can't have one bad note. People will always remember that one bad note. Or, you know, for, for for example, if you're struggling vocally on a particular day because you're human. But that that's those false expectations or double standards that I just, uh, I can't stand. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I feel like as independent artists, that's something we're not having to deal with. We have the freedom to cancel shows if we have to. We have the freedom to change studio sessions if we have to and release the music we want to release when we want to release it. I'm a multi-genre artist. I bounce around all the time and I have the freedom to do that. And so I think oftentimes, you know, like independent artists are seen as maybe being a little outside the box. But in my opinion, that's a great thing because we're not conforming. We're not putting ourselves in boxes. We're doing what's authentic to us. And we're sharing things that aren't necessarily heard on mainstream radio. So I think that's where, you know, independent artists are really making a difference in the industry because we're delivering fresh things that people may not have heard as often because I feel like the independent music scene has been exploding recently and that's just more incredible music for people to get into and enjoy that they may not hear on the radio I know literally like most of my favorite songs are not on the radio like I, li- I listen to a lot of artists that are like more mainstream but not mainstream to the point where they're on top for top 40 radio like they have a lot of fans and they're widely known but they're not the point where all their music is playing on top 40 radio all the time and I think too it's like those songs there's more emotion there's more feeling in them that I'm connecting to so it's really interesting to see like the different spaces in the industry and definitely in the independent space there's a lot of innovation going on and I think that's amazing yeah, I, I love the flexibility and the freedom, but freedom's the biggest thing. And you know, um, in in a world where control is is ever the like the number one king, yeah. there's so much control out there just by a few people in power. And um, we'll always be black sheep in that regard. We'll, we'll never go clocking at a plant because that's just not who we are. We're not, yeah. and it doesn't make us good or bad. We're just that way. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So just to shift gears real quick before we wrap up, you wanted to share a little about your new single, Ride or Die. So can you share a little about that? 
Yeah. So, you know, what's so funny is if, if I look back from the eyes of my perspective, what I've seen in society, that was a term coined mostly by bikers. OK, but I, I, I even see it being used by, you know, different ethnic groups, uh, by different people of ages. And it's like it's a it's a term most people understand when they hear it, you know, and it, it's great when you know that you have somebody in your life in that capacity. And so that's my most recent, but I'd say it's right up there is one of my, my favorite songs, even though it's the most recent. Absolutely. I love that. Well, good luck with how this one unfolds. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something that I really brought back like that eighties classic rock sound, but uh, I've, I, I love asking people this, who does it sound like to you? And I love getting people's feedback on that. Cause I always get a plethora of different groups, but it's still you like they'll say it's you, but it, it makes me think of this what a combination of that, you know, and I never like point out one group. It's always like three. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think I've accomplished my goal in doing that, you know. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, it was awesome having you on the show. Before we go, can you share any final thoughts you have about independent artists making a difference in the music industry? Yeah, I'd say it's a tougher road, a tougher challenge. But, you know, everything comes at a cost. And what's more important to you is it to have financial freedom. And as so many people say, man, I, I feel like I sold out or I, I, I sold my soul or, or whatever, something along those lines. Or do you want to maybe struggle a little harder, but know that you own your catalog, you own your publishing, you own everything. So you get to write the laws as to whether you're going to put out three songs this year or 30, you get to determine how many shows you want to perform live and et cetera and on down the line. So it's not for me to say that that's the right way for everybody because some people don't mind selling their soul, you know, but that's just not right for me, you know? So I would say follow your heart, whatever's more important to you. That's the, the, the fork in the road. You can make those choices. Absolutely. And that's an amazing note to end on because there are sacrifices either way and being an independent artist being a mainstream artist they're different paths and obviously if you want to be mainstream you need to be signed by a major label and get recognized at that level but if that happens and that's your goal then you will be sacrificing some creative freedom and all of that versus like you said it takes a lot more as an independent artist to produce the music and do the marketing and all of that. But we are owning all of our stuff and we're making all the choices. And I also think there's a little difference between if you are solely a songwriter or an artist. Because for me personally, as a songwriter first, it will always be most important to me to own my music and be able to write about what I want to write about. And so that's why I feel that staying independent at the moment I am at now, that may change in the future depending on how things go. But at this point, I love having that control. But if somebody who's just an artist that doesn't write their own music, that loves the spotlight and, you know, wants to really get out there and knows that 
others will be writing the music for them and really controlling their career because that's not what they want to focus on, then maybe shooting for the mainstream route is a better fit. And so it definitely comes down to who you are as a person, what you want out of your career, and, you know, like what's best for you because that's not going to be the same for everyone. And so that's a really great point to end on that there are sacrifices either way. All the paths are different, but at the end of the day, it has to be what's right for you. I want to thank you for having me on your show today, Demi. And, um, you know, we, we have a bunch of mutual friends in the, in the industry and uh, Anthony Caruso being one of yeah. them. And, and we know a bunch of the same people, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's been a pleasure. And I appreciate you taking out the time today to to uh, call me in on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share with everybody where they can find you online and listen to your music? No, no. <laughs> yeah, they can go. They can Google me. And, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I'm on most all the, the platforms, whether it be iHeart, Pandora, Spotify. Um, but the easiest place, I mean, because this probably would cater to most people, is that they just Google Gino Jobert, G-I-N-O-J-O-U-B-E-R-T. They can find my Spotify channel, YouTube, I mean, on down the line, you know. Awesome. Perfect. Well, Gino, thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Gino Javert. And of course, until next time, stay Stay right right on track. track.